Okay. Don't forget our regular services. Uh, Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Sunday morning 10, Sunday evening at 7. And the uh, fellowship meeting will be May the 3rd. And Jim Crace will be preaching for us at that time. So remember those announcements. And remember to pray much for one another. For Harold there in the nursing home, uh, in the uh, veterans home. And uh, for each of us. And for those that are sick. And to say, basically we want to remember Justin and Becca's baby. Uh, he's been pretty sick. That the uh, Lord will give him uh, comfort and ease his sickness. Okay. Our text is found in the book of John, chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. John, chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we ask that thou wilt guide us this night. Be with us as we look into thy word. Teach us from it that we might learn the things that we need to know, that we might be what we ought to be in our service to Thee. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. John chapter 10, verses 7 through 18. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever come came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, seeth the Lord the wolf coming, leaveth the sheep and fleeth, and the wolf catcheth them, scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth, because he's an hireling, careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and know my sheep, and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring. They shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. My text will be in verse 10, that uh, they might have life and have it more abundantly. But I want to point out uh, verse 18 as not as a part of my message, but just to remind you that I, as I've told you many times, man did not kill Jesus. They could not kill him. 
when the time came for him to die, he allowed them to nail him on the cross and all that. But, verse 18, he said this, No man, well, verse 17 and 18, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Christ laid down his life. They tried to kill him. They did everything that would kill uh, the ordinary person. But Christ allowed himself to die. He laid down his life to die for our sins. But man did not kill him. He gave himself for us. He died for us. He rose again that we might know that we who are dead in uh, sin and evilness will one day live forever in Christ Jesus. We will not die. Our body may go to the grave, but we will not die. We will go to be with our Lord. So, Christ is making it known. No man took his life from him. No man took his life from him. He gave it up. No man takes his life from him. He gave it. He died for us that we might have life. And that's what I want to preach about this evening is life. As verse 10 says, verse 10 is the text. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We have life in Christ Jesus. Jesus is talking about his sheep. I've heard people say that before I was saved, I was a goat. No. We have always been his sheep. Before we were saved, we were lost sheep. But we were saved by the grace of God, and we were saved sheep. The goat is never changed into a sheep. Those who, are, who live and die without Christ are goats. Never change. We who are saved by the grace of God are sheep made alive by the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came to die that we might have life. As verse 10 says, I am come that they might have life. It was necessary 
for him to give up his life for us. Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 13. As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. Many of the preachers, the Armenian preachers of the world, will tell people, uh, Seek Jesus that you might be saved. This says in Romans 3 and verse 11, There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. We do not seek after God, we did not seek after God before we were saved. The unsaved does not seek after God because they don't, they're not interested in God. They don't know that they need God. It takes the grace of God to make you realize these things. There is none that seeketh after God. But, it says, it goes on to say, they are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they've used deceit, the poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Feet are swift to shed blood. And, uh, well, reading on down. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That's the condition of every unsaved person. But the difference is that we are given a nature to desire to believe and ability to believe. We didn't decide to trust in Jesus. The power of God and he, through his word made us able to trust in Jesus and desire Jesus. In Romans chapter 6, well, let's read verse 23 of this uh, Romans uh, 3 first. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now we want to go to Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. The law of sin is in our members. Then uh, he said, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Who is able? I'm not able. I'm dead. Others are not able because they can't do it. How am I able to be delivered? And then he says in verse 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. We trust in Christ because the Spirit of God enters into us, gives us a desire 
and the ability to believe in Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Jesus had to come and live in, in a human form so he could die for us. It was needed because we deserve death. But we were given life. We didn't deserve life. We deserve death. And Christ took our place so he could die for us. And no man killed him. He allowed himself to die for you and for me. And then he rose from the dead to show us that we who were dead now have life. We have it in Christ Jesus. It was needed for him to die. This life that he gives us is not just uh, a life in the flesh which we already have which we could lose the life that he gives us is an eternal life John chapter 10 and verse 10 he says here I'm sorry John chapter 10 and verse 28 I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. He gives eternal life and will never perish. We may die physically, but we, the person that is in this flesh, now has eternal life because Jesus gave us life and we will never ever die we'll never perish he said I give unto them eternal life they shall never perish and nobody can pluck us out of his hand nobody can pluck us out of his hand Titus chapter 1, Titus chapter 1, and verses 1 through 4. Titus 1, verses 1 through 4, he says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth, which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began, but hath in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. It's committed unto us according to the commandment of God our Savior. God did not write our name in the book of life after we were saved. He wrote our name in the book of life before he created the world. 
our names were written down. And um, he, we were, uh, we were given life according to the commandment of God, our Savior. This life that he gives us is, um, is eternal life, and that's why Jesus came. That's the purpose of his coming, that we might have life, as we read a moment ago. We read in John 10 and 10. John 10 and 10. He said, The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill, destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. Not like the life we think of, but beyond that. The life that goes through eternity. Never death. He came to die for we who were sinners and he gave us life through Jesus Christ. But not only did he give us life, but as we read in verse 10 of John 10, he said, I am come that they might have life. And then he said, and that they might have it more abundantly. He didn't just give us life, but he gave us an abundant life. Not longer life, but more manifestation of that life in our daily living. He gave us eternal life. It's eternal. It can't be anymore but it can be more purposeful in our daily life because Jesus has given us life. Our daily life is a life that should manifest the life of Jesus Christ in us. The life of Jesus Christ in us. How do we have this overflowing life? <clears throat> First, look at John chapter 7 and verses um, 38 and 39. John 7, verses 38 and 39. He that believeth on me as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. After Christ died on the cross and was raised from the dead, then the Spirit of God entered into God's people. And we have the Holy Spirit in us today. We who have been saved by the grace of God have within us the Holy Spirit. 
It's with this Holy Spirit that we can have an overflowing life, a life more abundantly, a life that shines forth in our daily lives. In the Williams translation of the Bible, he, he translated this verse as saying, might have it till it overflows. I don't condone other translations, but I'm just showing you what the... He, he was translating from the true Greek, and he says, have it till it overflows. John chapter 7, verses 38 and 39, as we read here, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 38. Overflowing life. An overflowing life. The prayer of a young Christian should be, Lord, fill me to overflowing. I cannot hold much, but I can overflow a great deal. We can overflow a lot. We can constantly be overflowing because we have the Holy Spirit. John 14, verses 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father... He will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. That's what Christ told the disciples. And the, the Spirit did enter into their lives, and he enters into the life of every believer. He enters in. To every believer. <coughs> we have the Holy Spirit. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. In First Corinthians chapter two. First Corinthians chapter two. And um, Verse 12. Now, the, uh, uh, now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. We have received not the Spirit of the world, We've received the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. If you read much in the Bible before you were saved, you didn't get much out of it. You read it, and you, did, you listened to what people said, and you thought about it, but it wasn't until after you're saved that you can read the Bible 
and you see things that you never knew was in there. In all the years that I've been preaching and studying the Bible, I never cease seeing something that I don't remember ever seeing before. Because the Bible is alive and the Spirit of God helps us to understand what is there. Chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians. Chapter 6 and verse 19. What know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and you are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your, in your spirit, which are God's. Our body belongs to God. He's in us. We belong to Him. He belongs to us. He enters into our life. And we are a part of him. We are bought with a price. Jesus gave up the ghost. He died for us that we might have life. He rose so that we could know that we can raise from death. In Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in Christ. <coughs> Excuse me. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, and verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit is given unto us. Again, in the book of Galatians, chapter 4. And verse 6. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Why do you think more and more in your life as a child of God you find yourself turning to God and saying, Our Father? Why? Because the Spirit of God is in us and gives us a greater desire to turn to God and to learn from Him. We have this overflowing life with the Holy Spirit that is in us. And Galatians chapter 5 and verses 22 and 23 says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Not only do we have the Spirit of God in us, we have the fruit 
of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Uh, we, we learn from him the fruit of the Spirit. Verse 22, he tells us what it is. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. We have all these because the Spirit of God is in us. That's the fruit of the Spirit that is within us. How do we have this overflowing life? By reading and studying the Bible. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. Romans chapter 15 and verse 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. We read and we learn and we're filled with comfort and hope by the Word of God. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Now we study for two reasons. To show ourselves approved unto God so that we won't be ashamed because we will be rightly dividing the word of truth. I've heard people uh, take the Bible and hunt until they find a verse that sounds like it's proving what they're saying. And they use the Bible in the wrong way. They use it to try to prove what they're saying when we should be proving what we're saying by the Bible. The Word of God is here for us. We have this overflowing life, not only with the Holy Spirit and with the fruit of the Spirit, not only from reading and studying the Bible, but through prayer. John chapter 14 John 14, verses 13 and 14 says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If we shall ask anything in my name, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. You say, that doesn't say we can ask for whatever we want. It says, ask anything in his name if he approves what we're asking for. He's not saying that you just have, an, have a, uh, an open slot to the bank account. You can buy whatever you want and get whatever you want. He says what you need is what you need that he provides for us. But he's always there for us. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. That's the difference. Asking in the name of Christ. 
in um, the book of Philippians chapter 4 Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 be careful or don't be full of care for anything be careful for nothing <coughs> but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God what does that mean be careful for nothing that means don't worry about anything don't fret about anything just in everything everything in your life everything that happens by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving as I've said some many times in talking about praying we pray to thank God for his blessings. We pray, pray to ask for our needs. But our prayers must be with supplication and thanksgiving. And don't worry about things. Don't try to figure out how God can do it. Just leave it in his hands. And if we pray... With, uh, with thanksgiving and we pray in, in the name of Jesus and in through his blood he will take care of our needs Philippians 4 6 finally how we have this overflowing life is by faith Galatians chapter 3 Galatians chapter 3 verses 2 through 7 this only would I learn of you received ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith how did you receive it because you worked for it no because you heard it by faith the faith that God gave you to hear are ye so foolish having begun in the spirit are you now made perfect by the flesh? You couldn't do it by, you couldn't uh, uh, become a child of God by, by the, your flesh. And you can't be made perfect by your flesh. You began in the spirit, you live in the spirit. Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain, he therefore that ministereth to you the spirit, that and worketh the miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? How does how does he do it? By the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. By faith. First John five four says the same thing or something similar. First John five four. First John five four. Get there in a minute. Now 
For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. How do we get to faith? By the grace of God. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. This is the victory that overcometh the world. And finally, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So how do we know how to live to overcome by faith? From the word of God. From the word of God. That's how we serve God. We have life. Not only do we have the fact that we'll, we, we, we will live throughout eternity in Christ, but also by the fact that while we're still here in this world and in this flesh, we have within us our Savior that helps us to live by faith and to serve him. That's what we have in Christ Jesus, an, over, an abundance of life in Christ Jesus. We have life. We have it more abundantly in Christ Jesus. Shall we stand to be dismissed?